0: Namaste, this is Ant, author of trailofants.com, and you're listening to the latest podcast, live from Wellington, New Zealand, which this week's going to cover a post that I posted on October 27th, 2007, entitled The Kites of Kathmandu. Now, there's two reasons for this. The first one being it's almost two years since I posted that original post. The second being that I had such a wonderful time here in Wellington at the recent Diwali festival. Now, the prequel to Diwali is the Dasain celebration, which is a 15-day festival celebrating good over evil, which I'm going to cover in the post in a little bit more detail. Um, And it just got me thinking about my time there and the powerful message that it brought over to me on a spiritual level. Now, I'm not going to mention the word spiritual very much, either in words or the spoken language at all. So don't worry about that. I'm far from the spiritual person. I'm English and I like beer and I like football, which should tell you that I do not um, really buy into the whole spiritual side of things. But this same festival that I experienced in Kathmandu definitely made me take a step back and consider what my morals were in terms of cruelty to animals, needless slaughters and things like that. Hopefully you'll get an impression of that over the next 10, 15 minutes. As I read to you a post I called The Kites of Kathmandu, Now, if any of you have any questions following this, then please feel free to contact me via a numerous ways, and they include the comment thread at the bottom of the post or simply by email, which is ant at trailofants.com. Look forward to hearing from you about that. Alternatively, you can find me on Twitter at Trail and without further ado, I'm going to bring to you now the kites of Kathmandu. Look at that man cuddling the little chicken. All together now, ah, cluck, cluck, whoosh. Everywhere we looked in Kathmandu, animals were quite literally losing their heads. I overlooked the mishap and calmly continued Look at the fluffy sheep, ba ba whoosh. Mm, look at the goat, bleep, bleep, slash. Oh my god, there's a water buffalo in the square. Don't look at the buffalo! Don't look at the. Too late. We'd arrived in Kathmandu amidst the biggest Nepali festival of the year. Dashain was flooding the streets with colour, a thick, lively red colour. To summarise the reasoning behind the beast's beheadings, Dashain is a 15 day festival celebrating good over evil. God over demons, jam over Marmite, Arsenal over United. The main celebrations represent the goddess Durga's battle and the subsequent victory over the ferocious demon, Mahishasura, who took the form of a buffalo. Mahisha means buffalo. The first nine days symbolize the battle. The tenth day Durga won. Ergo, a celebration of modern day buffaloes lose their heads. And thus the next five days are a celebration for the people, bringing families together from far and wide. So, in a nutshell, a woman beat up a water buffalo, and we were all saved from impending doom. Hallelujah! I haven't quite worked out what the chicken did wrong, though. I hasten to add, I don't particularly agree with the massacres witnessed. Sure, one or two to symbolise the myth, but we're talking about thousands simultaneously suffering the same fate and the heads often sit, skinned, beside the survivors outside the city's butcher shops. The head is severed, for those that are interested, by a single blow to the neck with a sword and their blood is smothered upon the city's streets and squares to keep the goddess Durga drenched. In contrast, this is Kathmandu, a city in one of the world's poorest countries, where the boy calls me sir when I'm ordering my Everest beer or breakfast burrito. A city where east meets west. A city where candy floss is sold aside wonky North Face. Walking through the narrow streets, avoiding the scooters and small white cabs which hunger for my life, I politely decline hashish, chess sets, wooden flutes, women, whitewater rafting touts, tiger balm, rogue trekking porters, and the standard tourist offering in Asia ever-present rickshaws of death. As I write this from the heart of the notoriously touristic Tamau district, I can hear dire straits being performed, amazingly, by one of the local bands flaunting their talent to the thousands of tourists who have poured in. After I finish this post, I'm going to the cinema to watch a Hindi film. Yesterday morning, I watched a stunning Nepali film actress strut her stuff in front of hundreds of admirers. Yesterday afternoon, I spent reading in the sunshine-drenched Edwardian-influenced Garden of Dreams. The point I'm making is the most noticeable absentee here in Kathmandu is the Nepalese culture itself. It seems, somewhere amid the years of political turmoil, it's forgotten who it is. Last week, I visited an orphanage. My intention was to make a difference, but almost immediately, I realised the orphanage was more luxurious than my own hotel which is admittedly uber-basic. In fact, more luxurious than the home I left behind in England. The kids spoke extraordinary English, and I soon learned they developed a snob culture to their counterparts on the outside. Looking down from the third-floor balcony, the view was amazing. Upon the basketball court, four orphan boys wearing new clothes and glowing healthily flew traditional kites high up into the smog-bitten sky. Their orphanmates amuse themselves with paper mache, a pond, a library or the huge grass lawn. Just metres away, separated by the barbed wire fence, local kids dressed in rags stood in a field and flew their kites alongside the invisible privileged. The kite strings could not have led to two more different scenes. Looking down, I felt I was on the wrong side of the fence. Volunteer work is something I'm considering while here in Nepal, but somewhere I can make a difference. The opportunity on offer here was more akin to babysitting, but this is not a negative view. In fact, it's a testament to the great work of the founder and all of those that have donated. Those 16 kids have an opportunity that others, close by, can only dream of. Alas, my short-term plan differed to that of two close friends, Reb and Mark. Along with a new Floridian friend, Sharon, They are currently stomping around the Annapurna circuit. A 21-day trek around Nepal's mystical mountain regions. For a range of reasons of my own, I didn't join them. And the result was a surreal farewell. I've travelled with Red for two months. She holds a spirit for life that I'll carry throughout the trail. Yet she has a rare ability to keep me on track. Her last mission involved her lancing a pimple off the top of my foot. Red's an amazing person. And I'm grateful of the time I've spent with her, though I know it won't be the last. Mark, a combination of trust and adventure, slotted into a duo of laid-back mindsets. And I know he'll carry these qualities with him to ensure the trio's journey is a magical experience. And what I look forward to hearing over a cold beer and a breakfast burrito in the future. One of his last missions was expertly removing a tick from my back. It's not often you'll find me sentimental over these human things. But I champion these two, especially Reb, as the finest you could possibly meet. So I've cut the apron strings in a country that I'm struggling to grasp. The brief history I know of talks of royal massacres, not just the one in 2001 where the Crown Prince went Lally and gunned down almost every member of the royal family and countless plots to gain power, which usually culminates in an untimely death at the hands of the opposition. It seems that the idea of democracy has always been there. At times, it's almost stuck around. But ultimately, it seems Nepal just isn't ready for it. It's above my station and knowledge to start a history lesson, but it's a really interesting place to be taking one. I'll soon leave Kathmandu, and not before time. It's not been my favourite place, but I won't lose any sleep over it. And I certainly hope I won't lose my head over it. That was it, guys. That was The Kites of Kathmandu. It was really good for me to read that back because it brought back some really vivid memories of my time there in Kathmandu. As I've mentioned on previous uh, Listen Up podcasts, I don't edit what I've written. It's a good process for me, and I think it will show you over time the sort of processes that I've gone through as a writer. The most vivid memories, again, of Kathmandu when I look back are of the Dasein festival. I can't get across just how numerous the slaughters were. Every single side street, every alley, every household, every temple, every square, had been tainted by the blood of a stricken chicken or a goat or a buffalo, and they weren't shy about it. There was no squeamishness. They were dragged through the streets and held up high. They were screamed and shouted, and people just were not bothered at all. Um, The odd Western person was looking away quite squeamishly, but for locals, this is part of every day. This is their culture, and it's something I'm not going to go into too much because I do respect their beliefs. I don't always agree with them as I've said many a time and also you'll have noticed during that reading the mentioning of Reb. Now as I've said this is two years ago this post so it's really interesting for me to read small comments that I've made about this girl, this English girl from Reading in England because as close followers of the trail will know Reb is actually my girlfriend these days and has been almost since She came back from that Annapurna circuit. There have been peaks and troughs, as you'd expect, of two solo travellers joining up in spirit and in mind. And there's that spirit word again. And when I look back as well, Nepal has gone through absolutely massive changes. When I was there, it was actually um, the royals were still there. And since I left, the Maoist, almost terrorist group, who was so infamous and still are, somehow won the election and um, in some sort of coup, I guess you can call it, ousted the royal family and have taken over the country. Um, There's so many different viewpoints on that, but I just cannot believe the Nepali people have let that happen. And it's really quite sad. Now, there's, there's lots and lots of opinions, again, that I'm not going to go into on this. I'm quite happy to go into it if I'm sat in a pub or I can have a conversation, but I'm not going to preach over a podcast. But um, I'm going to bring this to a close, guys. I'd really like to hear what you thought about this and previous podcasts or just the TrailEvents.com site as a whole because it's something I'd like to to start giving some depth to and I'd like your input on that. So contact me through the comments below or via my email, which is ant at trailofants.com. So from myself here in a windy, windy, windy Wellington, New Zealand, I hope you have a fantastic week and you enjoyed today's post. Looking forward to hearing from you soon, guys. And wherever you're going, travel safe.